We said. You can't spell the press box without S-E-C? Let me guess. Mike wrote this. Now it makes sense. Spelling's not our forte, but the SEC is here inside the press box. Yeah, spelling's not my thing, but uh, that's okay. Hey, it is the press box. I can say it. The press box coming to you on great radio stations around the state, including our friends and Northeast Alabama's Fox Sports 102.9, 99.7, even trickling into uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, courtesy of KWIN. 1420, 101.3, Trenton, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we head to the Volunteer State now to talk a little Tennessee Volunteers along with Mike Grace and J.D. Byers, voice of the South Alabama Jaguars, is our pal Vince Farrar, part of the Vol Network and Knoxville's 99.1, The Animal. We're going to talk about the uh, news from the NCAA over the weekend uh, that came out, uh, Vince, and again, the Jeremy Pruitt regime charged with 18 major violations by the NCAA. Were you expecting the findings to be what we found? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was pretty consistent with what we were thinking. The biggest thing was when was it going to happen? That's what we were waiting on. We were even asking at the SEC football media days, you know, when is this going to happen? Even to Jeremy Pruitt, and excuse me, Jeremy Pruitt to uh, Greg Sankey, and asked him if he was frustrated by it. And he said, "Well, I can't speak to that case specifically, but." He said, in general, yes, we're not crazy about the timing of uh, a lot of these things. And it seems like some of the reason why they were delayed in doing this was, one, trying to pin much of this on Jeremy Pruitt, which they seemingly were very successful at doing, as opposed to the dreaded lack of institutional control. And then another thing is, is that, they're waiting to get closer to NCAA adjustments and and how they're handling a lot of their cases. And maybe if they soften their stance, which I think we're kind of seeing that they've already gone in that direction, that maybe they could get even less uh, of a punishment from the NCAA. And then the other thing is, is they've worked really hard to be very cooperative and they were complimented by the NCAA for their cooperation. And, you know, from that first press conference guys where they fired Jeremy Pruitt and they admitted that there were some significant things in there, it's been about Jeremy Pruitt, not the university of Tennessee. And when you move on from your head coach quickly, it shows that you were trying to, at least if it presents it, that you're, not a, a university that is just running rampant that one person and others involved uh, were spearheading this and, and you're ready to turn the page on it. And we'll see what the NSA thinks about it. Vince, your take on in a short stint for Jeremy Pruitt to be at Tennessee for there to be 18 level one, not level two or a combination thereof, but 18 level ones. And where does that rank? Is that like, Okay, that's about average, or, man, that is a lot to rack up in two years. Where in the world? Boy, considering considering some of the – if he had a process going, I mean, maybe those are 18 different violations, not individual cases, and I guess I guess you, you can't count maybe every instance, but I, maybe because this has taken so long, I kind of feared – the the greatest number the the worst in terms of how much 
they're, they were going to find to pin on the Jeremy Pruitt. So I, I wasn't all that shocked, to be honest with you. The big thing, though, was is it seems like if anyone's going to get hit hard, it's going to be Pruitt and each of those assistants and staff members that were were named in the investigation. So no, it didn't. It didn't strike me as an unusual number. I kind of, I kind of thought uh, the worst during this process. Honestly, I kind of thought the worst before this ever happened. That you know, from from the hiring and then uh, of making sure that that a clean program was run. I, I, I wasn't overly optimistic. That was, that was just my opinion. Safe to say, though, that the coach's wife being named, Pruitt's wife, Casey, that was somewhat right. unusual. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's not a common occurrence in, in these type of investigations, is it? No, um, and it, it, I, in a weird way, maybe that does help show that this was about Jeremy Pruitt, right? That he's... He, he's got such a tight knit group that he's trying to involve in this as opposed to the university that he, he would have to go that route if those things are true. So yeah, I don't remember seeing that. And look, I've been in the sec around a lot of investigations, Tennessee, Alabama, I mean, I've been through a a bunch of them and I I don't recall a wife being included in, in any uh, sort of allegations laid out by the NCAA. The Vol Network, Knoxville's 99-1, the Animal Vince Ferrara is joining us on a Monday. The press box, some of this Tennessee news is just now getting into ears or uh, eyeballs if you're reading it across the state of Alabama and and other places in the SEC footprint. Uh, the we, we talked about this in the first hour, but when Pruitt left, it seemed like there was at the time going to be a scorched earth approach by Pruitt in that he was naming other programs and specific head coaches, namely basketball. Has that died down? Has there been any development there where, you know, everybody's like, okay, look, you made the statement. It was a mistake. Shut up, go on, (laughs) do your own thing. Yeah. JD, I haven't really heard anything about it. And um, what was interesting is the immediate defense by those sports, specifically Rick Barnes and and um, and basketball? So I, I don't I don't re- recall it being included. Maybe that's a sidebar. I, I I just think he was throwing a lot of that stuff out, and you know, it. You would think if there if the, the as long as this took, and as long as they were on campus. If those things were thrown out by Jeremy Pruitt in interviews or whatever, you would think that they would be passed along to the NCAA to where they would vet that during this process. So the fact that we haven't heard anything about it, I think tells you that that, probably was not true. And it was just, you know, maybe something for his his buyout case, which is also something else that's lingering. Um, But, yeah, nothing from, from that to this point. Vince, you followed. You mentioned you followed other investigations, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, other places over the course of the years. I, I, I'm just in in an environment where we we go back a couple of months and we heard Nick Saban make some some pretty severe allegations towards Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. The next day, Jimbo reciprocated and said some pretty ugly things and and basically accused Alabama and Nick Saban of cheating as well. 
We right. know that Jeremy Pruitt has connections to both of these guys, to Jimbo Fisher when he was at Florida State, to Nick Saban when he was at Alabama. Is there somebody other than me out there trying to connect the dots and see if this is something Pruitt learned along the way? I told you it was Rush Probst. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, okay. Maybe that's it. Well, I think he carried himself as if this is what I know. And it, we've seen it before, whether it's coaching or whether it's anything else that is above or below board. Whatever you learn and now you're in charge of doing it all and keeping your ducks in a row or running a program and being the CEO, it doesn't always work out for those guys. We And we've seen it with with a number of former assistants here, Derek Dooley and Jeremy Pruitt, namely, where now it's on a different level where you have to run the show yourself. And just because you knew of how things work before, um, that doesn't mean that you, you can execute it. So I, I don't know if that's where he got it from, but I thought he carried himself like, hey, I came from Alabama, so we're going to do everything like Alabama and that doesn't work out. Oh. And uh, you can't – and Derek Dooley was like that. Derek Dooley was was kind of like, let me show you my rings type of a, of approach and, because he had worked with Saban before. But you, you, have to, you have to get it done here. You have to show that you can do it on your own versus just learning a, around, you know, a legendary coach. So I, I thought he carried himself that way, but – I don't know that that's exactly necessarily where some of these violations came from or originated from. Vince Ferrara, part of the Vol Network and part of Knoxville's 99.1 The Animal. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Vince Sports. Check out his website as well, VinceSports.net. I'm intrigued um, to go back and where, where this all started, where this where this investigation, I should say, began by Tennessee and or the NCAA. And would it have started had Pruitt been winning 10, 11 games a year? It, it's a great question, Mike. And it's something that, you know, a lot of us locally have kicked around that. Yeah. If there was more winning, then there wouldn't be kind of that whistle blowing to initiate things and kind of point out to the chancellor and the president of, of what was going on. Uh, maybe it would have delayed it, you know, another win here or there, maybe delayed it. But I think because the way a lot of people have said the way, you know, things were on the inside that just weren't happy with the way they were treated, the way things were run. Um, clearly the players have a m- massive difference in how they feel about this coaching staff versus the previous. Mm. I mean, they talked about how it, how dreadful it was to paraphrase uh, going to practice and how what a chore it was going to practice and being in the building compared to now where they love being around each other. They love coming in. They'll come back from vacation or break early. So that, that was another kind of indicator that uh, inside the walls, there wasn't a whole lot of happiness. So if that's the case, Eventually, yeah, people are going to complain, and and if things are happening, somebody's going to blow the whistle eventually. But I do think that winning would have delayed this process, and and honestly, would have made it worse for Tennessee because then they maybe they don't get Josh Heupel, or maybe the investigate the NCAA investigation doesn't time out the way it does going into a 
a landscape of NIL and the NCAA having as uh, as short a teeth as they've ever had. So in, in a in a weird way, the lack of winning made this happen at the right time. We'll see what the final result from the NCAA is. You guys know how inconsistent they are. You can be really cooperative, Missouri, a couple of years ago, and you still get hit hard after that. Or you can do a lot of things in advance. And Tennessee has self-imposed some things, 12 scholarships, which weren't public record, but our Jimmy Himes reported them. They held back 12 scholarships. They've done a few other little things as part of in addition to the cooperation that maybe you cannot get hit as hard. Uh, a lot of those things are are in play, and, and we'll see how it ends up. But you never know with the NCAA. You kind of took me into the next question or topic I wanted mm-hmm. to cover with you, Vince, was the landscape then and the landscape we're moving into. I can't help but put myself in the shoes of Jeremy Pruitt and him think, you know, had we, while I was at Tennessee, had a collective and paid everything we're alleged to pay and or have supplied, then whatever and whenever are we even in this boat and talking right now because the collective seemed to open the door to pretty much supply money in any amount for any cause um and there's really a lot of gray area on even who you can pay it to because you got prospects you got people who can make money in nil at pretty much any step along the way you know jd it's an interesting topic and one that i had with several media members in Atlanta at SEC media days, because there's some guys that I asked that I, I respect. What do you think about NIL era at Tennessee with Jeremy Pruitt as head coach or Philip Fulmer as AD with Jeremy Pruitt as head coach? And um, I got mixed. I got different responses. Some thought that he would actually prosper and do better because of those lack of rules that he, he you could just kind of freewheeling and do a lot more of what he had done. I kind of think I'm in the camp and I, I heard this a little bit too, that it maybe would have been an even quicker end to his tenure because there would be even more screw ups kind of along the way oh. uh, that would have highlighted how um, the, the, the lack of a plan and, the confidence or or the ability to execute what you needed while the landscape is changing around you. A lot of people have NIL. So, okay. He could have thrown around a lot of money, but who's doing it well, who's doing the right things along the way. Um, Who's getting the right kids because of that. What that's a big factor in this. You can throw around, you can talk about throwing around NIL deals through your collectives, but if you're just, if you're just getting in kids that are willing to take the most money, (laughs) are you getting the right kids for your program? Yeah. Yeah. And so I wouldn't have a whole lot of trust in that, honestly. So I don't think it would have worked out for him then. And it wouldn't have helped either. I mean, violation number one, six recruits made unofficial visits to campus amid the recruiting dead period due to COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, yeah, 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 that, that, that has nothing to do with the money. You're just outright breaking the rules when you bring kids in for an unofficial visit during the pandemic strange stuff Vince we've only got about a minute left your sure. prediction as to what Tennessee does face with this will we have a bowl ban scholarship limitations what what do you think Tennessee football is facing in the future well it's the NCA so it's it's never absolute I think Tennessee 
they, they will probably give Tennessee a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be significant in terms of bowl ban or or large numbers of, of recruit uh, uh, scholarship being docked. I, I think Tennessee's cooperation and successfully being able to pin so much of this on Jeremy Pruitt and doing some self-imposed stuff that obviously the NCAA already knows about. And maybe there's more things that they've done privately that, that we don't know about. I think Tennessee is going to escape any notable punishment from the NCAA and pretty much go off of what they've self-imposed and move on. And and I, I think Tennessee cannot get to that finish line fast enough, although the recru- recruiting pretty decent considering this has been hanging over them yeah. since Josh Apple got here. Yeah, Vince, a million thank yous. No, you're actually on vacation, spending family time. We're cutting into that. Thanks so much for, for joining us, agreeing to be wow. here today, man. We enjoyed it. I right. know that. And, Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Good you to bet. talk to you. You bet. Thank Vince Ferrara again. Find him on Twitter. It has VinceSports.net is the website and at Vince Sports on Twitter. And find him again. Listen to him on the Vol Network in Knoxville's 99.1 The Animal. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at PressBoxRadio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox.